Oh, I got so much to say today. But first, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's the zebra. We're sponsored by a zebra? No, not a zebra. Oh. The zebra. So like the top zebra in the world? No, this is it. This is to help you buy insurance. Zebras help you buy insurance? No, the zebras. No, that's just the name of it. The zebra. The zebra. The, the zebra's zebra. name is the zebra? What a, no, what a, no. what an, uh, an, a okay, non-creative so parent. Is, if you're looking for insurance, <laughs> you go to thezebra.com slash Beck, mm. and it gives you the best rates. And then you pick, and they don't. Why didn't you just say that at the beginning? That was why did you do that? Why did you go through I, all that nonsense? You could have just told me that that's where you get the, the, the best I, prices on insurance. That's what I was trying to do. It is the nation's leading insurance comparison site for car and home insurance. Get the right insurance for you. Do it easy, easy. Just go to thezebra z e b r a dot com slash beck b e c k. That's thezebra dot com slash beck. No zebra is actually included. How could a zebra type in a website address, yeah, Clint? I just don't know why you would. Really big keyboards. Oh, okay. America, welcome to the program. Well, oh my gosh, we have, we have some delightful, delightful news for you today uh, about people getting fired for their opinion. Um, we just, I, you know, I know this came out a couple of days ago, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it. And I just saw it on the, on the, uh, on the buzz just a minute ago. And, uh, I can't take the new ad from the CIA. I, 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 I can't take it. Oh, and I have some news on hyper inf- hyperinflation. Don't worry. They have it under control. And also some good news. Saturday in Venezuela, everybody got a raise. So minimum wage, they're not messing around. We're trying to get to $15 an hour. They're now at 7 million boulevards an hour. Isn't that, gr- isn't that great? That's a win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It translates to about 64 cents an hour. Hmm. But they are equitable. The whole place is surrounded with equity. More on that coming up. The Glenn Beck Program. Alrighty. Hey, you have a new follower. Yeah, yeah. You know, not a Facebook follower. Um, you know, some people would call him a cyber criminal, but let's just call him a follower. And if you don't shake this follower soon, he's going to do his best to get all your personal information and start rooting around looking for loose change or, you know, literally everything you would have. Uh, this is why you need LifeLock. We have to understand that cybercrime is part of our lives now. Every day we put information at risk on the Internet, and in an instant, a cybercriminal could harm what's yours. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats. If they detect your information has been compromised, they'll send you an alert. Plus, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. 
And that could happen because nobody can watch everything. But it's what happens after. Is anybody going to help you clean this thing up? Is anybody going to be there to give you your name back? Yes, with LifeLock. LifeLock LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. Call right now. 1-800-LIFELOCK and get 25% off your first year when you tell them promo code BECK. It's LifeLock.com. LifeLock.com. 800-LIFELOCK. Promo code BECK. Tonight on Glenn TV. Americans are constantly told conservatives want voter suppression. Police are systemically racist. Equity trumps equality. What's the truth? Is America a racist nation? Yes. Glenn yes. investigates yep. the big lies 100%. from the left, shares the real data on police violence, and debunks the race baiters that continue sure. to divide our country. Yeah, right. Get the facts to fight back. Mm-hmm. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, only at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Only a racist would do that show. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. So yesterday we told you about hyperinflation. Yay! But it's not the normal hyperinflation. This this is just transitory hyperinflation. Stu, can you help me out? Um, wasn't Zimbabwe also transitory? I mean, yeah, it kind of came and went. They yeah. don't have the you know hundred trillion dollar bills anymore, right. so I guess it just came and it went. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I mean. Weimar Republic, Germany. Are they still in? Yeah. Hyper- they, so there's some interesting things that actually happened after Weimar Germany. We'll have to get into that at some point on the show. Uh, oh, but I'd yeah, be very interested in hearing. Mm-hmm. Came and went. That's mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some bumps in the road in between. There were some. Argentina, yeah. same okay. thing. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, some hyperinflation. Yeah. That kind of came. Yeah. And then it kind of went. Yeah. And everything was fine. Yeah. Looks but, like it's coming back again in Argentina. And yeah. Yay. By the way, some of the people from... From uh, what happened after Germany, wound up making it to Argentina later on. It's a totally different story. We'll get into that later. Oh, I got to hear that one. Uh, so here's the th- here's the thing: the Federal Reserve and European Central Bank yesterday said we want you to understand hyperinflation. No, it's it's transitory. The problem is nobody's really buying that. Okay, now the reason why they're saying it's transitory is because nobody's going to work. All this pent up, you know, uh, spending that's going to happen when people go back to work. Uh, All these products that they haven't bought. I don't know if you know this. We don't have to go to a mall anymore. Is is anybody really? Really? Yeah, we don't have to. Yeah. Have you been to a mall lately? It's mostly I've noticed now they've filled all the stores with like tumbleweeds. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Tumbleweed storage. Yeah, yeah. There's a mall uh, near here that has, and like one of the big stores is a indoor mini golf course. They turned another one into uh, one of these. Have you seen these field houses? Field House USA is the the one that's near us. But it's giant. It's just basically indoor basketball courts and volleyball courts. It's all turning into like a you know stuff to do rather than things to buy. You know what I mean? Uh, it's no yeah. they're, like the giant anchor stores are turning into just entertainment facilities. Mm. Which is cool. Sounds I mean, desperate doing... and sad. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it does feel that way. Yeah, it does. It does feel that way a little bit. Anyway, uh, uh, the, the problem is, is the investors uh, in the market are saying, you know, this really isn't driven uh, by, by COVID. Uh, this is really driven by $19 trillion that you just dumped into the system. And they have a couple of good reasons uh, to say this. Now, this is the European Central Bank. 
and the Fed both saying, don't worry about it. Investors on both sides of the planet are like, I think we should. The United Nations food price index is up 30 percent. But that's in the last five years. Stu, check your calendar. How long has the covid thing happened? Uh, I think it started in like 2016 or oh, really? 2017. Really? Like I that. don't. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that's why in 2018, there were food protests all around the world because the price of food was going up. What were we doing at the time? Oh, that's right. We were printing money. That's right. We were printing money. Um, the Bloomberg Commodity Index, five-year high, but up 15 additional percent during this year. So, and I, what what month is it? Because we're almost done with a year, I think. Aren't we? Pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, the, the, uh, the problem is, uh, according to the experts, it's the Fed and the central banks around the world printing money and then giving it to the banks, which, by the way, they have no relationship with. They have none. It's not like they're printing money and giving it to themselves. Those banks are completely separate from the Fed. Uh, I I read an article today. I think this is really good. Uh, Governments disguise rising costs of goods and services in official CPI consumer price index. Um, And the idea of the CPI itself was an idea from the economist Irving Fisher. And he designed it to disguise the abrupt rise in some goods by averaging the price change with other goods. You know, it's a basket. It's a basket. What do you got in your basket? Well, I have bread. Bread went up 500%. Well, what else is in your basket? Look at this little rubber toy boat. That went down. So we're just going to have to average them out. Uh, So bread's not so bad, as long as you buy it with a rubber toy boat. (laughs) (laughs) Which I usually do. Which you always, it always happens. It always happens. The article goes on, governments always justify printing more money with the excuse that there is no inflation. Then when, I'm just talking historically, not now. It's completely different this time. Governments always justify printing more money with the excuse that there is no inflation. When inflation rises, they say it's transitory. When inflation soars, governments blame businesses and shop owners, presenting themselves as the solution with price controls. Central banks are unable to normalize policy even with the evidence of a strong recovery because they are hostage to governments that simply refuse to reduce deficit spending while they cannot tolerate even a small rise in interest rates. Investors know this, and that's why they are trying to protect their clients' savings from inflation uh, and even a more likely concern, they say hyperstagflation, rising number of funds. <laughs> wait, wait, what is hyperstagflation? I so, don't want to learn another term. So stagflation, you don't remember stagflation? Stagflation, I do remember. Is hyperstagflation, I mean, how would that even get out of control? I don't, I <laughs> don't know. I don't know. Stagflation happened in the 1970s under Jimmy Carter, and mm-hmm. it was really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything went up and was really expensive. And then, uh, uh, and then nobody bought anything. 
And so there was no way to get out of this because no one was spending. You give people money and they'd be like, I'm going to put this under my bed. They'd be like, no, don't put that under your bed. You should go buy something. No, I don't think I'm going to. I think I'm going to save this because I don't think things are coming back. Right, because you have a lot of inflation, but the economy is not. It's not roaring. There's not a lot of demand. Right, right. There's no no demand. So um, anyway, I I just wanted to throw in that the Fed says, again, it's completely great. Oh, okay. Do you know who Sam Zell is? Yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah, okay, so he's a huge investor guy. Okay, okay? you mm-hmm. see him on, you know, CNBC. He's legendary. Okay, and he's been making fun of people buying gold for a long time, long time. He's, I think, seventy something years old. He's seventy nine now. He's been around Gosh, the block. You should think about running for president. Yeah, <laughs> well, getting around to that time. He doesn't feel he has the, the is enough experience yet. He's waiting okay. another ten years. Okay. Um, he said uh, he was just on Bloomberg. He said it's funny because I've spent my career talking about why would you want to own gold? Uh, it has no income. It costs to store it, and it's a stupid investment. Guess what he's selling and buying a lot of now? He said, now when I see the debasement of our currency, I'm like, hmm, what is it I can hold on to? He says he's not concerned only about the U.S. dollar, but other countries printing money as well. He said, we're seeing it all over the place. You read about lumber prices, but we're seeing it in all of our businesses. The obvious bottlenecks in the supply chain arena are pushing up prices. It's very reminiscent of the 1970s. He said, I don't want to do fossil fuels because uh, in in 2019, he was all over fossil fuels. I'm not going to do fossil fuels right now. Oil and gas is not priced to reflect the risk of what's going on, whether it will be in the EV world or the climate changed world. As recently of a couple of years ago, I thought the risk reward ratio was appropriate. It's very inappropriate to invest in fossil fuels now that the political situation has changed. Uh, he says more blackouts are going to come to California. That's not a surprise there. He said uh, you can't you can't uh, buy property and office space, business space, because is anybody even going to go back to work? He said retail is is falling. The only thing he sees that's real is gold. That's Sam Zell. Uh, if you know the name, you know he always like gold. <laughs> you're a moron now saying ah uh, you know what uh things have changed just a little bit but he's probably old he's probably been listening to all of the experts at the ccd the what hmm? the ccd yeah i learned this from joe biden last night do we have that audio real quick to place it that's why i'm asking people to continue to follow ccd guidelines cdc guidelines mm. yeah. so as we work to get more ccd uh, more guidelines that's the catholic uh catechism that's interesting uh, so both of those the ccd and the cdc yeah. well the- sam is only listening to the ccd okay 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 i don't know if he's listening to you know the, the cdc, CDC. Mm-hmm. But the CCD, he's <laughs> he goes every Tuesday night, uh, and uh, and so he's really he's really good at that. Imagine how frustrating this must be for the people like writing his speeches. Oh, American my. Financing NMLS one eight two three three four www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I've always thought I thought that about Bush. 
I thought that about uh, Trump. Yeah, you, you just, know, you just you're like you writ you've written some beautiful poetic, <laughs> and they're out they're out there in, uh, in follow C D C C D. Oh, you just you'd hang yourself. Yeah, you'd no. hang yourself. <laughs> All right, American financing. Aaron just written in about her experience with uh, with uh, American financing. She said this is our first time refinancing. We weren't sure what to expect, but everything went better than we could have hoped for. Matthew is the person we worked with. He provided exceptional service. We just want to thank American uh, financing for making this so painless and helping us with a better rate and no more PMI. Thank you so much. Look, with what's coming, you need to be in the best financial situation you can put yourself in. May I suggest you call right now American Financing. American Financing at 800-906-2440. They can get you a mortgage. They can get you uh, a refi where you can get your, your interest rate down. And they can also do a consolidation loan without resetting your mortgage. So get all of those high-interest credit card debt. Get, get that out of your life. I remember when my family, my mom and dad, they went into debt on credit cards. And it was when credit cards first came out. And I remember, and it was a snowy winter, and we, were, we had to eat buffalo gristle. All winter long. Anyway, uh, they went to the fireplace and they cut them up and they made us watch. And they're like, never, never do this. And that's when Laura came running down that hill in Little House in the Prairie. Little House in the Prairie. It was a book at first and then it became a TV show with Michael Landon on NBC. <laughs> NBC was a network on television. Television was this box that we used to... Anyway, uh, call American Financing now. The number is 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Hey, I've got some good news. I've got some good news for Allegheny County in Pennsylvania. You know, two years ago when U.S. Steel said we're going to turn some of our operations into a key source of lightweight steel for the automotive industry and we're going to turn these things back on and we're going to invest $1.5 billion and hire a bunch of people and it's going gonna, it's gonna to transform three whole communities. Remember that? Who could forget it, Clint? Who could forget mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, don't worry about it. They decided not to. They decided. Not so they to. forgot about it. Yeah, well, they didn't actually forget about it. Uh, the problem is, is that uh, they've been talking to Allegheny County and the health officials and the health officials in Allegheny County uh, just kind of kept dinking around and couldn't make a decision, couldn't get things done. And, well, you got to fill out this form and you got to have this form. And have you done this yet? And uh, and so between that, they said the Allegheny health officials just making it a nightmare to do business what a surprise bureaucratic trouble really Mm. in a place in the northeast i can't believe it (laughs) uh they said between that and if i could uh, i want to quote them directly uh also along with quote the new direction the company has taken to focus on sustainability we're going to be canceling those plants. Oh. Oh, good. 
this is a good sign for the future. Because if we can just get all these jobs to go away, right, then we can move immediately to the universal basic income and modern monetary theory eras. And, and we could all be playing golf in the old Macy's store. <laughs> That's right. Right. That's right. And maybe, as long a, as... maybe a fossil fuels factory. Right. They can have a right. great mini golf course. Oh, my gosh. You put it in one of the pipes. Yeah. That, you know, it used yeah. to have the Seriously, smoke coming this out. sounds oh, fun. great. This it's sounds like a great. lot of fun. Yeah. This is, uh, this is our future. The, we make the refineries into like that. Remember that game, The Mousetrap? Yeah. 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 I love that was actually really fun. I remember that. <laughs> I do too. Uh, you know, look, they're, they've got in this new American Jobs uh, Act uh-huh. that they're pushing uh-huh. right now, one uh-huh. of the two trillion, the multiple mm-hmm. $2 trillion options on the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are $10 billion in there for a new climate core. And <gasps> if we, that, so like maybe oh. you won't have that job at that factory. But what if you could go door to door and convince people to turn their TVs off? Here, I got a better idea. A better, a better, and, and they're already on this. Janet Yellen yesterday mm-hmm. uh, met with the Federal Open Market Committee. Open markets, right? I mean, we all love open markets. And uh, they, uh, Janet Yellen was pushing for uh, the committee to pass a global tax, a worldwide global tax. On corporations. So that way, corporations wouldn't have any place to escape to. Uh, and she said uh, uh, they were taking a two pronged approach to implementing a worldwide minimum tax for corporations. Uh, this is what she said yesterday getting countries around the world to implement a bottom level tax that all companies must pay. Uh, the objective is taken on greater urgency as the administration seeks to raise taxes on U.S. companies. She says she's encouraged so far by the developments in talks with other countries. We propose, and I'm quoting, to raise the global minimum tax and close the tax loopholes that allow American corporations to shift their earnings abroad, end quote. <laughs> what? is janet yellen by the way all of this stuff about they're gonna be going into a global kind of partnership and you know they're representing the stakeholders Mm -hmm. you yeah yeah that's not happening Stu. it's not it's not happening definitely not is that a conspiracy theory it is a conspiracy all they're doing is quote proposing to raise a global minimum tax and close all the loopholes that allow american corporations to take their money out of the country. Oh, I, I was worried for yeah, a minute. I know, I know. They're on our side. They're on this our is side. The Glenn Beck Program. Okay, let me tell you about a uh, an American company called Hustler. Hustler makes the best zero-turn lawnmowers for both homeowners and landscaping professionals with deck sizes. Have you ever thought of just, like, mowing lawns? There's a business that just isn't going to go out of... Yes, it will. People will let... The lawn just grow. Forget about it. Mm-hmm. And by the way, and the climate core is going to try to stop the lawn. Fossil fuel. I know they are. They don't. They hate That's, lawns. They legitimately seriously. hate lawns. And you know who started lawns? Western culture. Mm. That is a Western culture. Mm. that came from France. It was a Western culture thing, mm. and nobody understands why. Why? Why would you have lawns? I know, right? Anyway, um, they have deck sizes now as small as 34 inches, which can fit through most residential gates, all the way up to 104 inches. Yeah, that's right. You can cut a football field with a 104-inch mower. What is that? Like 10 minutes? 
Right now, get the latest and greatest from Hustler Turf, their new Raptor series. Find it now at HustlerTurf.com. That's HustlerTurf.com. Tonight, back-to-back, Stu Does America and Glenn TV. You can subscribe for free at the Blaze TV YouTube channel. And the Stu Does America YouTube channel starts tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. Power Hour. Yeah. Plus you. Plus me. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Thank you so much for listening. I want to play two commercials for you. The first one is, hey, are you a super spy? Can you figure out equations and codes and stuff like that? Do you like gadgets? Have you thought about maybe risking your life? Join the CIA. Okay. First one is a recruiting ad for the CIA. Listen. When I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to Be Colored Me in my college application essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored. There is no sorrow dammed up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Zora's sentiment articulated so beautifully. If that really was something that opened your eyes, don't you find that sad? I mean, who in her life was telling her she couldn't make it? Who in her life was saying you were tragically Hispanic or whatever? Who who made her feel that? Way? That is a, that would be a family tragedy. If, if it would if, be a family it, tragedy. That's how you're teaching your child. Correct. I know my girls feel you know have felt at one point uh, or another you know ashamed of their body or I wish my body was different. Well, okay, that's what society says. And none of that is real. None of that is real. That's so, real for us. I, I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, no. for us, we're, you know, we should be ashamed of our bodies. But for other people. Yeah. 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 Well, I think the audience understood that. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, mean we're to fat monsters <laughs> that are just. Oh, my gosh. You don't even want to imagine it. But so, and I've told my girls the whole time, all of my girls know they could, they could grow up to be president of the United States. None of them want to. Mm. I used to threaten it as a punishment. You know what? You're going to grow up and you're going to be president of the United States. (laughs) No, Dad. No. So how tragic is that? But I digress because this is an ad for the CIA. Listen. So beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. Good. I am perfectly made. Great. I can wax eloquent uh, on complex legal issues uh-huh. in English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. That's fantastic. I can change Fair. a diaper with one hand uh-huh. and console a crying toddler with the okay. other. Are you doing this at the CIA? I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. Right. I am a cisgender millennial okay, who's been yes. diagnosed okay. with generalized anxiety disorder. Okay. Wait, wait, stop, I stop, am- stop. With generalized anxiety disorder? Does that sound like someone who should be working at the CIA? I don't know. I'm just always very, very nervous. That's not good. It's not necessarily the. I mean, it's, it's not the the stereotype of a CIA person who's like cold and calm. See, there you are you know, talking calm. about stereotypes. Yes, we right. need mm-hmm. cisgender and non cisgender immigrants, non immigrants, except for the people who have lived here for a long time and are white. We need people who hate the cops. We need people who want to change the world 
away from this old system of dusty documents from these, quote, white founding fathers. We need some really nervous people (laughs) that can change a diaper with one hand and sing some song on the other hand or something like that. (laughs) Could you talk to me about, you know, if you're okay, the only thing I've heard in this ad was I can I can talk uh, deep legal doctrine or whatever she said. Yeah, that's maybe needed. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the only thing I've heard about anything CIA. What if one of the terrorists we have, uh, you know, captivity has a needs to their diaper changed? Uh, You know, if you you can only hear that song that she's belting. Right. I don't think I I think one of the things making her nervous is trying to change diapers with one hand. I mean, who knows what's going to happen there? You should use two hands if it's at all possible. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. it may not be. May not be. Mm -hmm. She may. You're singing with your other hand. (laughs) (laughs) It's tough to. Does she sing with her other hand? Is it like the little hand puppet? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But I am glad to see that our CIA is finally going woke. I feel safer. Mm. And I think the world is safer. This is one of those things I think you learn if you are a business person right now, right? You're running a business. Yeah. You, people would say, well, how do we recruit the younger generation to come work? Let's say the CIA, right? You know, how do we get them here? Yeah. I mean, like they're different, you know, Mm -hmm. they're they're Mm -hmm. different people and we need to to recruit them and and we should target them in this way. And you can make that argument until you realize you don't want to hire them. Yeah. If if you're running a business, the last thing you want to do is hire someone who thinks this way. What's the name of that software company that last week came out and said, you know what? You can't talk about woke stuff anymore. Yeah. Basecamp. Okay. Basecamp. They didn't even say woke stuff. They just said anything political. Anything political. You can't talk about it anymore because it's causing too many problems and we're a software company. We're, we're not a political company. Mm-hmm. We're not here to change the world. We're here to change software. So go to work. No more talking. You know what happened? A third of the employees walked out. And I can guarantee you that CEO went, <laughs> I told you it would work. We didn't have to pay severance. We have no legal hassles. They quit. Mm. Now let's go find the people who just want to work and have had enough of this stuff. Yeah. But I know. But I think it's great. I think it's great that we have the CIA recruiting that way. Now, just so I'm consistent and I don't care about what you are. I don't care. I care about what you say and do. Here's the latest campaign commercial for the California governorship gubernatorial candidate, Caitlyn Jenner. Listen to this. Famed Olympic gold medalist Caitlyn Jenner is... First of all, he's outing himself. I've always been a dreamer. California was once the envy of the world. We had what everyone else wanted. The American dream grew up here. Yet career politicians and their policies have destroyed that dream. It's been locked away, closed, shuttered, left in the dark, burned down. The government is now involved in every part of our lives. They've taken our money, our jobs, and our freedom. California needs a disruptor, a compassionate disruptor. I came here with a dream 48 years ago to be the greatest athlete in the world. Now I enter a different kind of race, arguably, my most important one yet, to save California. 
I want to carry the torch for the parents who had to balance work and their child's education, for business owners who were forced to shut down, for pastors who were not able to be with their congregation, for the family who lost their home in a fire, for an entire generation of students who lost a year of education. This past year has redefined our career politicians as elitists and the people of California as the warriors, the kings, and the angels. We never take kindly to glass ceilings here. Instead, we shatter them. This one's way out there. We're the trailblazers, the innovators. California is facing big hurdles. Now, we need leaders who are unafraid to leap to new heights. who are unafraid to challenge and to change the status quo. I want to prove that it is absolutely possible if we only do it together. California, it's time to reopen our schools, reopen our businesses, reopen the Golden Gates. So I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, I'm running to be governor for all Californians. To reclaim our true identity, bring back the gold to the golden state. What a tremendous victory. Now is the time to achieve that summit, to be the shining city on the hill, and together we'll restore and renew the California dream. It's about what happens from here. It's not just about one person. It's about all of us. If you're on the left, how do you go against that? If you're on the left, how do you torch Caitlyn Jenner? How do you do it? Well, they'll just he he she is a uh, a terrible terrible Republican a, a token uh, right you know I mean right. they'll just do the same things they do to every Everybody black else. Republican who yeah, runs for right. office. Um, and if you're a if you're a Republican, I don't know what Caitlyn Jenner's policies are. But I do like the feeling of that ad. Well, we know two things about Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, well, we know multiple things, more things than we want to know about Caitlyn yeah. Jenner. But there's two main things we know. Well, which is, the two main things have been. Well, I'm not talking about something else. Oh, okay. Um, Caitlyn Jenner will be better than Gavin Newsom as the governor. Yes. If, if Caitlyn Jenner is to win. Yes. Will definitely be better uh, than Gavin Newsom. Yes. And it definitely seems like Caitlyn Jenner uh, understands the harm that Gavin Newsom has caused for the state and seems to understand the harm that wokeness is creating. Yeah. I mean, here is somebody that we were all told we had to accept because they never thought we would. They never mm-hmm. thought conservatives would put their arm around Caitlyn Jenner. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and they may not. I don't know. I don't no, know. No, no. I will. mean, as a, I mean, as compassionate, oh, okay. they remember when he first said, I want to become a woman. I'm Caitlyn Jenner. They all said, oh, you, know, she, you gotta you gotta say she's beautiful. Gotta say she's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I'll give you electric shock unless you say she's beautiful. Right. Okay. And they never thought that we could be compassionate because they think we're monsters. Mm-hmm. Well, we were. And I have no problem with Caitlyn Jenner. I if I'm at a court of law, it's a guy. He, he's a guy. He will always be a guy. Chemistry tells me biology tells me he's a guy no matter what surgery he has done he's a guy but that's fine i don't have anything against caitlin jenner you know if if, yeah, if I mean, she wants to be called a she i have no problem because she's not forcing me 
she understands that if somebody wants to call him, her, him, or him, her, it doesn't matter. The, the self-confidence comes with, from within. And he has no problem with people who call him he. That is fine with me. You want to call yourself an agave plant. All right. Kids, he's not really an agave plant. So, Mr. Agave, can I cut your limb and use you as salve? <laughs> I mean, you know, does it matter? What matters is the content of the character. Right. Will Caitlyn Jenner be a good governor? I mean, I don't know. Uh, You know, we know it'll be better than Gavin Newsom. And it will be satisfying if somehow Caitlyn Jenner wins this race that that we can say the first trans governor was... (laughs) was a republican, republican. <laughs> that'll that'd just be, be fun to say oh it'd be great just and just it, to mean, torture the left it'd honestly. be too weird it's california oh god caitlin jenner's like she, one of the most normal people in california oh my gosh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> absolutely by the way uh dwayne the rock johnson <laughs> has said that he want he has an ambition to unite our country and run for president you want to unite the country, please don't run for president. Don't wreck your movies. Don't, please don't. Everybody likes you. Please don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, Donald Trump was like the most popular guy uh, in, in one of the reasons why The Apprentice was so successful is because he rated incredibly high with African-Americans. Correct. And that's why the networks loved Donald mm-hmm. Trump so much but back don't in the you day. remember Donald Trump, we thought you... was going to be a flaming liberal and turned out to be pretty good president. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, we're all going into it, you know, like like a Bush presidency and our Supreme Court nominee. Oh, no, he's going to. We have no record. We have no reason to believe it. But he's going to be a conservative. Well, I don't think there's any, I mean, the only thing that would make you think he would be a conservative is he spoke at one Republican National Convention right. a zillion years ago. And if, uh, and but if there's he no reads reason. his scripts, you know. My big thing on The Rock, and the reason why I think we should at least entertain it, is think of the money we could save on the military if when we have a war or whatever, we just send him in by himself. We could just get rid of the military completely, save all the, that money, and then just send The Rock in into room, various conflicts. In a room with only one knife. <laughs> And Putin and The Rock are in it, and only one has to come out. But there's only one knife, and it's on the table. They're both equal distance from it. Who comes walking out of that room? Again, The Rock's winning all these battles. I don't, I'm not sure. Oh, The Rock's winning sure. that battle. Uh-huh. Well, the Rock, you could stab The Rock like a hundred times. Wouldn't he just keep walking toward you? I probably. Don't He's got, probably got so much muscle there. Yeah. It's not going to hit an organ. It's no. like me with fat. That's, what that, that's why I have all of this. You go yeah. ahead and stab me in the stomach. You're not going to reach anything. That was smart of anything. you. Thank you the very much. I'm just, a health freak. Mm-hmm. I am a health freak. All right. Uh, it's like we're your own turtle a shell. Quick break. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break here. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's the final week of Chamonix Mother's Day sale, which means that only for a few more days you can get that special lady, the greatest skincare products in the world, in this amazing promotion that Chamonix is doing right now. If you've been stuck trying to think of what she'd really love this year, you can set that heavy burden down because Chamonix has got you covered and mom's going to love what you get. My mom, 
I get Hershey Mini stuff all the time because she loves it. Order the classic GenuCell bags and puff uh, for bags and puffiness. You'll get the jawline treatment, the Zotique deep correcting serum, absolutely free, and as an additional surprise Mother's Day gift, GenuCell will also include their legendary GenuCell anti wrinkle treatment and moisturizer. Also free. It's three free gifts when you order today. Make this Mother's Day one to remember with the greatest skincare that money can buy. See results in 12 hours or your money back. Go to GenuCell.com or call at 800-577-8709. 800-577-8709. As a special gift, every order is upgraded to free priority shipping. Three free gifts with your GenuCell order today. Free priority shipping. I mean, they're just loading on the goodies for you. Don't wait. Call or click now. Happy Mother's Day from Chamonix. GenuCell.com is the place to go to get all this. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. The Glenn Beck Program. That's the uh, Glenn Beck Program. Coming up next hour, we've got uh, we've got a lot of really good stuff for you. Including uh, how crazy our teachers have become. Like, crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, I'd like my kids to be in school, but can we keep the teachers out? Uh, How about about that one? Is that a possibility? They've gone nuts. More on that coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. First, let me tell you about American Financing. Look, we're all on our phones. We're all scrolling through Facebook or whatever. You waste 10 minutes so easily, so easily just getting lost online. Stop. Put it down for 10 minutes today and call American Financing and see if they can help you with your your finances, help you with your mortgage, get a lower interest rate, lock a lower interest rate in. Uh, maybe a consolidation to make sure that your credit cards are all paid off and you don't have a crazy interest rate on your credit cards you need to save money and you need to do the things to protect yourself from rising interest rates go to americanfinancing.net americanfinancing.net or take 10 minutes and just call them at american financing 800-906-2440 it's time to lock in those rates <laughs> i will say after all the talk that we had this week about inflation and all these you gotta believe these things are going up and they're gonna go up fast that well they have to except the federal government cannot afford to have the interest rate go up. We just borrowed $19 trillion. Can you imagine if we got it at yes. 1% and it's now a 6% interest rate? I can't imagine, unfortunately. I can't imagine. Yeah, I can too. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We want to talk about freedom of speech and being carefully taught to hate. They actually both do relate, and we will go there in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck program got an email in from Teresa. She said, I, I just want to take a minute to thank you for Rough Greens. 
There are not many things that our 200-pound Mastiff Groot, Groot won't eat. Holy, I am Groot. <laughs> they named it Groot. Groot. Isn't that great? <laughs> That's awesome. A 200-pound Mastiff. I mean, I hope you live outside someplace where you never are required to pick up the mm. poop. You know what I mean? Yeah, very large field. Very large somewhere. field, and you're a very large person. Those dogs are massive. Mm. Anyway... Um, we try to give him quality products. A few years ago, it was brought to our attention that most dog food actually comes from China. Some brands, uh, some uh, brands have have found to have toxins. Since then, we've committed to only buying dog food that is produced in the U.S. and putting rough greens on it is uh, making things a lot healthier for Groot. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, uh, Teresa, thank you for trying Rough Greens. Uh, like she said, it's not a dog food. It's a supplement you put on the food. They want to make sure your dog will eat it, so they'll send you the first little teeny test bag free. You just pay for uh, uh, shipping and handling. You get that bag. You try it for a week. Make sure your dog uh, loves it as much as my dog does. If you know they'll eat uh, Rough Greens, then just uh, order a bag and feed it to them for a month. Feed it to them for two months. I've been feeding Uno now for uh, a year. Somebody came into the house yesterday that knows about German Shepherds and said, how old is Uno? And I said, nine. And they looked at him and said, look at his coat and his eyes. He does not look like nine. A nine is old for a German Shepherd. Uh, it's true. It's Rough Greens. Rough Greens. Drive for your dog. All you pay for is shipping right now. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN with two N's 33. 833-GLEN 33 or roughgreens.com slash Beck. Tonight on Glenn TV. Americans are constantly told conservatives want voter suppression. Police are systemically racist. Equity trumps equality. What's the truth? Is America a racist nation? Glenn investigates the big lies from the left, shares the real data on police violence, and debunks the race baiters that continue to divide our country. Get the facts to fight back. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, only at blazetv.com slash Glenn. That's really what we want to do, is just equip you with the facts so you can... You can go and have a conversation with somebody who is hopelessly lost, even on our side. People don't know how to argue. They don't know what the facts are. Tonight, we're going we're gonna to help you with that. Here's an easy fact that conservatives know, but is no longer being taught in schools. Did you see the story about Justin Lafferty? Uh, he's um, in the Tennessee, uh, I don't know, assembly or whatever they have in Tennessee. And uh, he was talking about because the Republicans are trying, they were debating legislation aiming at limiting what public and charter schools can teach about the influence of institutional racism and privilege. And he was talking about, you know, let's 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 be careful here. Uh, You know, what exactly are we teaching? For instance, the three fifths law. And he was talking about the three-fifths of states enslaved people would be counted towards the total population, blah, blah, blah. And he said it was a bitter, bitter pill, but it was necessary to curtail the power of slaveholding states that helped clear the way to end slavery um, much before Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people in the assembly said that that was demeaning. Uh, it was... Um, uh, 
uh, incorrect I, uh, and insulting. I remember when you first said that. I remember you saying it for the first time on the air. Really? That that yeah, because the uh, basically saying that three fifths clause. Remember the good guys here, quote unquote, right? The people who didn't want slavery, mm-hmm. they wanted it to be zero fifths. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to count <laughs> blacks as nothing. Right? Why? Right? Because because of representation. Mm-hmm. Right? And the South wanted uh, slaves to be five fifths or a whole person. Mm-hmm. Because they wanted the representation to be able to keep slavery. So it's exactly what's happening right now with our census. Our census is going out and the Democrats are freaking out because it's changing. The demographics are changing. And so you're losing people in California, New York. You're losing people. Mm-hmm. And so they may lose seats in the House. And they are freaking out and doing everything they can to make sure they don't lose House seats. Um, the, the Democrats could have a hard time winning next time if the census isn't toyed with. Right. So, and I, look, I learned about the three fifths clause in, you know, school yeah. growing up. I never heard that. Not one time. And I remember, you know, cause we do this show, we've been doing this show for a zillion years together. And sometimes you'll say things and I'll think, I don't know if that's right. Exactly. Let me go look that up. And that happens from time to time. You know, sometimes you occasionally would make a mistake or read something or maybe not include something I think is important. And we'll talk about it after. Mm-hmm. And when you said that, I was like, God, that doesn't sound right. And I had no idea and had to go look it up myself. And it's true, completely true. The, the abolitionists wanted bl- uh, blacks to be zero fifths. They wanted to not count at all because... They wanted to abolish slavery. Right. And they knew if they could if mm-hmm. they could have more representatives up in the north than mm-hmm. the south, they could vote it out immediately. They could vote it out. Right. The, and, and the opposite was true for the south, who right. wanted slavery to continue. At least, you know, not everyone in the south, obviously, but many did. And they wanted the representation. They wanted African-Americans to count. And so it is a historical fact. It has been converted to this idea, well, um, uh, racists wanted blacks to count as less than a person. Right. That is not the what actually occurred. Whether you think it's right or wrong, the bottom line is the abolitionists wanted it to be zero mm-hmm. because they wanted to get rid of slavery. Okay. So let me just, let me just uh, go here. With the New York Times story on this, remember, a guy comes up, he stands up and he's like, look, guys, we we really have to work this out and we have to tell the truth of our own history. Listen to how the New York Times is phrases. Republicans have called for a measure that would cut funding to schools that teach critical race theory, an academic movement that asserts that historic patterns of discrimination have created disadvantages based on race. Is that what critical race theory teaches? <laughs> Is that what it teaches? It's part of a broader effort by conservatives across the country to push back against the argument that racism was a key part of the nation's origin story and created imbalances that endure. First of all, racism oh was gosh. not a big part of the story. It wasn't. In his speech, Mr. Lafferty repeated an argument that has long been made by some scholars and raised by lawmakers in other states. 
counting of enslaved people had been a significant sticking point in the convention. Northerners argued that none of them should be included in the population totals, but Southerners wanted them to be fully counted, thus further strengthening the region's political power and uh, uh, insulating slavery from abolition efforts. Notice they say this. The Northerners argued that none of them should be counted, but the Southerners wanted them counted as whole so they could they could have more representation doesn't give the abolitionists the credit of saying no we don't want them to count at all even though they're people we don't want them to count at all because then we'll be able to win so you're if you're white in this story the way they write it you're lose lose if you're in the north you just didn't want them counted if you're in the South, they wanted you counted, even though you were a slave, because they wanted to make sure they kept slavery going forever. So it doesn't matter. This is so bad. I love, I love what Lafferty said. Everybody was going crazy. He said, look, I don't say anything on this floor today with any malice toward any of my friends on the other side. I say this only because I'm tired and the people of this nation are tired. If you start looking for trouble, if that's all you're bent on, I guarantee you, you're going to find it. Hmm. I, I The way the Times phrases this story and frames it is remarkable. I mean, in his speech... Mr. Lafferty repeated an argument that has long been made by some scholars. Right. With 100% certainty, we know the North was arguing for zero-fifths and the South was arguing for five-fifths. Now, you could say, well, maybe they wanted it because they just liked the number zero better than the number five. Maybe it was because one, they, they just had, they had a, an argument in binary code and one liked no, one and one liked zero. What they want, <laughs> what they want to you to believe is that the North just hated black people and thought we're not going to enslave but them, the, but we're not going to count them as people. It's like a bonkers argument. And the bottom line, have is, you seen where we live <laughs> lately? have you looked out the window even under that framing why would the south want it to be a whole why would they want african-americans to be kind of whole i'm just i'm just riffing here Mm -hmm. which is basically what everybody who's woke does now uh it's because they knew they were people they just hated them so (laughs) much but again you are framing the north as the bad guys in the slave debate i know so I, I, it's incomprehensible to do that unless you like slavery. Unless you like slavery, uh, it's incomprehensible. Now, there's all sorts of, obviously, arguments that are tangential to, to slavery that have evolved over the years. But at, the, at its core, it's obvious that the side of the argument that, that wanted to get rid of slavery would say, uh, whatever their argument was, was the side that was against slavery. They weren't arguing for more of it. It's insane. And and everybody at the New York Times knows this. The Northwest Ordinance, which was signed by George Washington, Mm -hmm. okay, banned slavery. 
banned it. Any new states in the Northwest Ordinance mm-hmm. cannot have slaves. Cannot. So those same people that are systematically racist, they said any expansion cannot include slavery. Hello. And we should point out the Confederate Constitution said the opposite. Exactly. The any opposite. new territory must have it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was Look. not. It was not, as you pointed out many times, not a state's rights document because it required new states in the Confederacy required them to have slavery. Here's the thing. Everybody knows. Everybody knows who is a teacher uh, or has any brain power at all and cares. You know what the truth is. You're not looking at the truth and saying, oh, yeah. You're right. Uh, That's absolutely right. Uh, Bruce Jenner is a beautiful woman right now. You know the truth. You know you're having to deny things that are real. You know America has had problems with racism, but we were getting better. That this is never a finished product. You know that America has done amazing things and horrible things because it's made of people. But you also know that there are people that are intentionally dividing us. There are people that are intentionally trying to destroy our nation. You know it. Most Americans love this country. I don't care who you vote for. Most Americans love this country. But unless we start standing up for her, she's gone. You can't just keep dumping this poison in and denying that America is a good place and expect it to get better. Abraham Lincoln, July 4th, 1861. It might seem at first thought to be of little difference whether the present movement at the South be called secession or rebellion. The movers, however, well understand the difference. At the beginning, they knew they could never raise treason to any respectable magnitude by any name which implies violation of the law. They knew their people possessed much moral sense. As much of a devotion to law and order, as much pride in and reverence for the history and the government of the common country as any other civilized and patriotic people. They knew they could make no advancement directly into the teeth of these strong and noble sentiments. Accordingly, they commenced by an insidious debauching of the public mind. They invented an ingenious scheme which, if conceded, was followed by perfectly logical steps through all the incidents to complete the destruction of the Union. With rebellion sugar-coated, they have been drugging the public mind of of their section for more than 30 years, until at length they have brought many good men to a willingness to take up arms against the government the day after some assemblage of men have enacted a farcical pretense of taking their state out of the union who could have brought no such thing the day before. What's he saying there? There has been an effort by some really insidious people who took, knew 
that they could never take this country by force. They could never take it with honesty. They instead had to sugarcoat and make lies up and twist the minds, and they've been doing it for decades. That's what's happening in our country. You want to fight it? Join me tonight at 9 p.m. on Blaze TV. This racism bullcrap is just that. And we will not just say, it's bullcrap. I'm going to give you the facts that you can use to stand up boldly and state the facts. It's time for the truth, and it's time for all of us to know what the truth is and how to defend it. Tonight, 9 p.m., only on Blaze TV. That's blazetv.com slash Glenn. If you're not a subscriber, use the promo code Glenn and you'll save. But join us now. It's time to stand and stand together as one, as Americans all, who will recognize the truth, no matter the price we have to pay. Our sponsor this half hour is Rectech. Uh, Rectech, man, I I mean I don't know why I have to share. My wife will just get a you know a big brisket and then she wants me to share. She's like, okay, that's on the plate. You're going to divvy that up for everybody else. And I'm like, no, I don't know what you guys are eating. But when you make brisket or you make steaks and they're perfect, they're just perfect. Uh, you at least I do. I want them all. Uh, they are always perfect on my Rectech. This thing will grill, it will smoke, it will even bake. It is amazing. It has smart technology in it that will co- uh, hold a constant temperature. It alerts you whenever you know anything is wrong. It alerts you when it's done. It's really fantastic. It's dinner time with Rectech. Follow Rectech on all social media and sign up for their newsletter. It's Rectech with a Q at the end, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. A-B, compare these. This is the best out there. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. 10 seconds, station ID. You know, I'm so torn um, about getting kids back in school. I, I am. I'm going to be at every city council meeting, every board meeting uh, from here until September. The schools are going to be open. I can't believe where we're, I am not. This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I don't want the little little dividers and everybody in double masks and, you know, boy in a plastic bubble. Stop it. Enough. Enough is enough. But then, at the same time, I don't want them to go back to school because I want to show you something. This, this happened. Uh, a woman was, was stopped by a Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department deputy. He's Hispanic. She's black. He pulls her over. This is what happens. Listen to this. Now, I was today because I was going under the speed limit. I was going at 38. Yes, you are, ma'am. Good morning. Which is, and the speed limit is 40, and I was going 38, so why are you harassing me? You are me? correct. I pulled you over because... because you're a murderer. Because uh, yes, I started to record because you can't you're a murderer. Be a, you can't be on your cell phone I, I while you're driving. I was on my phone. I was recording you because you scared you can't, me. You can't use your cell I phone can while you're recording. I can record you. May I have your driver's license? I, it's 
It's at my apartment. And can you call your supervisor, please? Because I, I already did. He's on his way. Good, because you're a murderer. Okay. Um, I am enforcing the law. I have a right to record the police when they're harassing me. By all means. But you can't do it while you're driving. I was, I can, I wasn't, doesn't texting or none of that. Do you have, and you have that you picture? you scared me and made me think you were going to murder me. Okay, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Well, okay, it's, stop. It's not just this is a teacher uh, who, by the way, has an iPhone, $600 to $1,000 phone, and driving a Mercedes. She seems very, very oppressed. Oh, and driving without her license. I'm sure that's not a problem. This is the Glenn Beck Program. <sighs> Don't want these people teaching my kids. AMAC. The greatest strength as Americans and as people lies in the bonds we form with individuals and organizations around us. We live in a republic, a representative republic. We need uh, people to help get our voice to the people that represent us and to um, help assert ourselves, especially with the, the chaos that is happening in Washington. That's where AMAC comes in. This is the Association of Mature American Citizens. It's a membership group for people 50 and older. Now over 2 million members strong. You get all of the the discounts and everything else that you would get with other uh, clubs. But this club uh, is fighting for you. They are fighting for your values, for your principles. The other one is not. May I suggest you join AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Join right now, AMAC dot U-S slash Beck. Do it now, AMAC dot U-S slash Beck. Better for you, better for America. Tonight, back to back, Stu Does America, Glenn TV. Subscribe for free on our YouTube pages, the Blaze TV YouTube and Stu Does America YouTube. Do it now, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight. This is the Glenn Beck program. Do you remember the police officer that did the video about LeBron James on TikTok? Uh, in case you missed it, here it is. Dispatch, I've arrived at that disturbance. We have LeBron call my cell phone right away, please. Thank you. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. No, can you put the knife down, please, sir? Sir, no, 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 sir, don't stab it. No, no, stop stabbing. Stop. Oh, hold on. Hold on. It's LeBron. LeBron. Hey, yeah, it's me again. Listen, I'm out here at this disturbance call, and there's a guy trying to stab another guy with a knife. What do you think I should do? Why does that matter? Okay, uh, well, they're both black. One guy's trying to stab another guy with a knife. Deadly force is completely justified. Uh-huh. I see. So you don't care if a black person kills another black person, but you do care if a white cop kills a black person, even if he's doing it to save the life of another black person? I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but then again, you are really good at basketball, so I guess I'll take your word for it. Okay, so all right, this yep. is a this a TikTok video. Awesome. Uh, he was they wanted to fire him. Uh, his marshal stood up for him, and uh, they suspended him for a week. And there's much more to the story. Nate Sylvester is uh, on with us now, uh, getting ready to go back to work tomorrow. Right? Uh, that's correct, Glenn. How are you? I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm, you know, I'm good. I'm, I'm a, I'm a little disturbed because uh, I'm a part-time resident of uh, Idaho, and all these Californians are moving in, and they're wrecking it. They're making it crazy. Yeah. 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 yeah that they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, the the mayor is seemingly. This is what I hear. 
he wants to he wants to fire you because he thinks it'll make him famous or get you know bonus you know uh, some sort of anti liberty points uh, to fire you for this. Yeah, that, well, that's the that's the rumor that that I'm hearing. Um, so far, I still have a job. I am supposed to return to work tomorrow, but. Um, uh, you know, I police in a very liberal area, and the city officials are very liberal, and they weren't happy with the TikTok, and uh, they 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 did want to fire me. But uh, lucky for me, I have a very um, common sense, loyal marshal who went to bat for me um, while trying to remain neutral at the same time, so as not to put her own job at risk. But uh, uh, so far, it's I mean, the suspension wasn't great, but I still have a job, so that's good. I think you could always get a job in Texas or, you know, other parts of the state. I mean, I put good words for you in another part of the state. Um, well, I appreciate it. You had a um, uh, you had a friend that created a GoFundMe campaign. Um, That's right. And you you just wanted he was just trying to raise enough money for the suspension. Uh, yeah. And I don't know what they pay police up in Idaho, but last night when I checked, it was at four hundred and fifty-four thousand eight hundred and thirty-one dollars. So that might uh, yeah. be a little higher than the week's <laughs> wages. <laughs> Just slightly. Yeah. Um, it's it's unreal, Glenn. I, I, the amount of support uh, that I've been shown has been very humbling and and almost it's been overwhelming. Um, and not just with the the donations to the GoFundMe. I mean, the letters and the the text messages and the emails, people from all over the country and even in some parts of the world, Canada, Scotland, Mexico. I mean, people are people are really stepping up here. It's really amazing to me that LeBron can say anything and nobody is in an uproar over it. Yeah. Um, but you can't do anything, even humorously, poke back. Uh, with something that is very common sense. There's no, there's nothing that you said that was offensive in that. Nothing. Right. The argument doesn't make any sense, LeBron, and you're a stupid, stupid basketball player. <laughs> so why would we care? Um, right. How is the morale of your compatriots? Um, well, they're, they're still reeling from this thing. Um, I work in a very small department. I have um, five uh, five coworkers, including my supervisors, and they've been fielding hundreds and hundreds of phone calls. Mm. They actually, this is really cool, they actually printed out all of the emails in support of me, and right now they're at about 10,000 um, wow. because they want to show that to the city council to say, hey, look, we have much more support than we do opposition. I think there were like five total complaints. We have over 10,000 emails and show of support. So there, I mean, it's, it's definitely a break in um, what I would describe as maybe the minutia of working in Bellevue, Idaho. Um, so, but they do have to deal with a bit of a headache fielding all the phone calls and visits to the station. So that's the only part I feel bad about is uh, they're very busy now because of me, but well, I, I, I think that's better than some places in the country. I mean, I know Bellevue's not like this. This is a sad example here of political correctness that has gone just insane but at least you're not you know a cop in in some of these other cities los angeles or in in yeah. uh, minnesota uh and i don't know how you guys are going to continue to do your job i mean when when you are coming under attack and being called the names that cops are being called i i don't know how you get up every day and 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 do it 
Well, and you know, my marshal made a good point. Um, she, she told me that if they fired me, then she would walk off the job. Um, and I told, I said, no, don't do that. Please don't sacrifice your job for me. And she says, well, it's not necessarily all about you. If, if the city officials can't have your back over a silly TikTok video, then what happens when we have a critical incident and God forbid we have to shoot someone? What happens then? Do we, do we get left, uh, left out to dry um, and no support from our, from our, you know, city council or the rest of the community. Um, so she's got a good point that's happening all over the nation. Um, we're seeing good men and women, police officers walk off the job because there's no reason to do it anymore. I think that's why your I think that's why your GoFundMe account went up so high. People don't know how to support these guys, which I am really grateful. I've heard you talk about what you're going to do with the money. You're actually going to use that money to support other officers, right? Yes. Um, so when the funds just started flowing in like they did just very unexpectedly, I said, well, what do we do with this? You know, I can't just keep this all to myself. That, that would be, that wouldn't be the right thing to do. So I started brainstorming um, with my friend and um, another uh, sort of a business, a friend of mine that's got um, some experience with this thing. And we came up with the idea to create um, sort of like a, like a scholarship foundation for displaced officers that when they find mm-hmm. themselves in similar situations, um, you know, we can reach out to them. And, you know, if they miss a week's pay or a month's pay, then we'd be able to help them out with, you know, f- help them out financially. And if they have legal fees, they can use the funds for that. So oh, I think that's still, fantastic. It's, yeah, it's in its primary stages, but that's what we're working on. That is fantastic. It, last night when I checked, it was at 454. I'd like to see if the audience could get that up to uh, half a million dollars. It, it's a great great cause to be able to uh help other officers i know i know several people who are like i don't know what to do this is one of them we have to strengthen uh the um the backbone of our officers let them know that they're not just out in the cold with a giant attorney fee that they're facing we need to fight back on these things legally yes yeah i agree i agree nate Thank you so much. Uh, I uh, I appreciate your sense of humor. I thought the the TikTok video, all TikTok videos are stupid, but I thought this was <laughs> I thought this was funny, uh, and uh, and I think Stu will agree. Anytime you want to take on LeBron, have at it. A hundred percent agree. I've I've got uh, I've got other other ideas um, <laughs> going around in my in my head right now. <laughs> All right, good. We'll look forward to them. Thank you so much, Nate <laughs> Sylvester. Me, you bet. You can. By the way, go to the uh, GoFundMe page. Just it, it is the GoFundMe. Please help Officer Sylvester and other families. Just uh, just search for that, and you'll be able to you, you'll be able to help out. Uh, please help Officer Sylvester and other families all right boy we have a great uh hour coming up next hour we are going to tell you an unbelievable story of i think it's i can't remember how many women are involved that were just trying to feed their family they were all really good experienced business people and they live in venezuela and they were conned and they were away from their family, taken against their will, flown to another country. They had no idea where they were and they were used as slaves. 
And the families had no idea what happened to them. Their rescue and their story is coming up in just a few minutes. Our sponsor this half hour is American Financing. Patrick writes in about his experience with American Financing. He said, we just refinanced an investment property under uh, Jeremy's lead. Jeremy was the person that was uh, working there with uh, Patrick and his family. He said, I want to make a few important comments to sum up our positive experience. First, Jeremy was very responsive to all of our questions. He uh, took us seriously, as seriously as we do. In the beginning, Jeremy took the time to ask us about the right things to determine what our financial options would uh, be to benefit us the most, which helped us meet all of our loan requirements. He was honest. He uh, was never evasive with his response when we asked things. The positive trait, the, the trust that was built between us. We look forward to using Jeremy and American Financing again in the future. It's American Financing. Call them now, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. I just... I want to give you some really good news here. Um, Governor Whitmer is about to receive the COVID Courage Award from the John F. Kennedy Library Foundation uh, for her courage uh, and her leadership during uh, COVID, which I don't know if they even considered uh, Governor Cuomo, but they they should have. They should have really. Um, I love the way... I love the way these institutions have just exposed themselves as total frauds, total frauds, total frauds. All of these, all these awards, all these things, they mean nothing, nothing. And, oh, you're humanitarian of the year. Um, yeah, it's uh, sh- she's the CEO of Planned Parenthood <laughs> <laughs> or a dictator. Yeah, or a dictator. Third world country. Yeah. I mean, I love how no one even comments on the fact that Andrew Cuomo in the middle of all of the stuff he's been doing, killing grandparents, uh, molesting un- underlings, all the fun that he's had over the past year. It's a little strong. No, but. not at all. Um, but that uh, <laughs> is what he's charged with. Um, but I will say uh, this. He's still the seemingly the head of the COVID task force for governors oh, yeah. in Joe Biden's administration. Yeah. He's still heading up the phone calls about how we're handling Can this you virus. Imagine being, it's incredible. You imagine being on the sta- uh, on the phone call and you're 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 just trying to get information and Andrew Cuomo is the guy leading it and saying, "Look, this is what we need. Oh. Ah, this is what we need to do." I mean, <laughs> I mean, we just talked about a guy who accurately described the three-fifths compromise and is getting all sorts of crazy yeah. pressure. A New York Times article has written about him. <laughs> this guy, kill, uh, Andrew Cuomo, is responsible for thousands of deaths because of his policies. Uh, full stop. Uh, he has been charged with seemingly thousands of women who he's been sexually harassing in some way or another. And yet, no consequences at all so far for Cuomo. Nothing. There's a there's a a report that's supposed to come out eventually, and we'll see what it says. But that is uh, he's just seemingly just going to skate right through this, and the administration feels no need to throw him off this no task force. The fact that they put him on it in the first place is a disgrace. An the absolute fact disgrace. That, yeah, the, that he's on it. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's running it mm-hmm. 
is insanity. By the way, listen to this. The news longed for by so many for so long landed like a jolting boom. New York City is reopening. Not someday, not hopefully soon, but in two weeks. Last year's erasure of the city's nightlife culture, dining, shopping, the things that make New York, New York, will suddenly be undone? By Tuesday, a day after Governor Cuomo uh, announcement, New Yorkers were responding with a mix of joy, did I hear that right, double takes, and doubt. The idea of having so much come back so soon on May 19th, a seemingly random Wednesday around the corner is dizzying. <laughs> what? I mean, this is, oh, you are I mean. helpless. If you are like, I don't know what to do yeah. Wednesday, you are you are hopeless. Yeah, it really is amazing. I mean, people from that area have yeah. been inside the whole time. I know, I know. The whole time. It's interesting to see the incentives at play, too, in that, you know, now that it's like... You could make the argument COVID going away now, right, is good for Democrats, right? Like they, right? It shows that Joe Biden is handling the situation. We're mm-hmm. getting back to normal. Mm-hmm. Now you see blue states doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Like when, back when, when this all started and, you know, a few months into it, I can't remember what month it was, but remember when Georgia came out and we're like, yeah, we're going to let people get go to tattoo parlors. Yeah. And Donald Trump came out and was criticizing the governor of Georgia and all the red states after that for a very long time stayed in line with that sort of thinking. The second Biden was president, the red states were like, we're opening up 100%. Yep. You know, it's it's so weird. So much of this goes back to politics, and that's the problem uh, here. Yep. If the government wants to be involved in public health, they need to be able to give reliable information Without that does not politics. change every yep. two weeks. I was just saying, communicate to the people like, to let them make their own decisions. I heard somebody last night on TV say, uh, you know, it's what's really crazy is uh, these uh, Republicans, uh, they're, they're, they're not taking the, uh, the, uh, the vaccine. It, it's mm-hmm. like they don't think it's safe. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> the person who is now the president and the vice president said, they wouldn't take the vaccine if Donald Trump, Donald Trump was, there. was there. And by the way, when I mean, Joe Biden was becoming president, Donald Trump took it. Right. He, he, he was fine doing that. The opposite. I mean, Kamala Harris was saying, don't take it. But after, remember the whole thing about impending doom that was on our way about oh, a month yeah. ago from the CDC? Yeah. Since then, uh, cases are down over 21%. Uh, deaths are down over 29%. Remember Texas, when that opened, it was supposed to be a big problem? Yeah. Uh, cases uh, down uh, 54% since well, that. So, so you see, the problem is, is it is doom. It's doom. It's doom for all of the politicians like Whitmer and Cuomo. Mm-hmm. What, what are they going to do now? How are they going to frighten people now? This is the Glenn Beck Program. Home title lock is our sponsor, Spotlight sponsor this half hour. I don't have any of the numbers of Home Title Lock. And you, there it is on the screen. Um, home Title Lock is uh, something that is, it's amazing that this is even a problem. Somebody stealing the title of your house and it for, for like 35 bucks it can be done. Uh, and uh, it started in the prison system. Now the FBI say it's one of the fastest growing uh, cyber crimes. And there's one company that actually is kind of at the doorway of the electronic vault where all of the titles are kept uh, for the country. And when it starts going through that tunnel, they alert you and say, hey, are you selling your house? Because you can be scammed and not know it for years. 
until they've taken out a loan in your name and then defaulted on it and then the police come and try to kick you out of the house and you you don't own the house anymore and it is a mess home title lock will help make sure that doesn't happen to you the numbers at the bottom of the screen go to hometitlelock.com hometitlelock.com use the promo code radio and uh, save all right great inspirational hour for you next Welcome to Wednesday. Tonight we have a great show for you on the the facts on racism, the facts about police, the facts on systematic racism. We're going to teach you how to argue it tonight with all the stats. You don't want to miss that. That's at nine. I also want to talk to you in this hour about the border and what's happening on the border. But I really want to start uh, with some really good news. I mean, sometimes you can feel like everything is going wrong. There is a story I've been dying for you to hear for like two months, maybe even longer. Finally, we can tell it. We do it in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. You know what will ruin your uh, your whole day? Uh, when you realize, crap, I still have that timeshare. And they're still sending me a bill for maintenance, even though I didn't get to use it this year. Uh, may I suggest get out of your timeshare and do it legally. There is a there's one company that is doing this. I love these companies who start up. They're like, yeah, I was in a timeshare business for a long, long time. I uh, was ripping people off. And, uh, you know, our company was just I mean, it's riddled with lies and bad people. Uh, but now I can help you get out of the timeshare that you just bought because, uh, you know, I know all those people so we can make deals. <laughs> oh, OK. I'd rather go with the team of attorneys, the people who actually know the law, know how to legally get you out, do it the right way. So you're permanently out of your timeshare. Right now, if you use my name when you call them, you'll get uh, 20% off, and it's a 100% money-back guarantee. It's timeshareterminationteam.com. Timeshareterminationteam.com. We are... uh thrilled as always to have tim ballard with us he is the founder of operation underground railroad and the ceo now of the nazarene fund and uh he has uh, one heck of a rescue story to tell you today hi tim how are hey, you great to be here yeah good to have you Thanks. um when did you first tell me about this i trump was in office oh yeah it was yeah. it was several months ago yeah um it was an amazing rescue operation and one we haven't been able to tell until right now because of all the things that are in process so many things yeah. in process yeah okay amazing actors involved like, i got i mean from tony robbins to the white house to yeah i mean it was nuts <laughs> um let me just let me ask you this while i'm here at the white house 
that's a huge loss to the slave trade uh, movement um, to lose Donald Trump. He was exceptional he on was this exceptional issue. on this issue millions of dollars uh, downrange on the survivor care on the rescue operations just talking about it ivanka was actually yeah. even a louder voice and uh lots of plans in place and they all stopped they all stopped yeah that is tragic especially with what we have going on on the border now yes i mean people don't have any idea What's going on on the border and the human trafficking? It's yeah. and we're we're incentivizing it. Our policies are incentivizing it. Yeah, you know because we're it's it's this horrible policy that says if you come across with a child in your hand, you basically within seventy two hours you're released into the United States to a notice to appear or we call notice to disappear because they never mm-hmm. show up. Right, and now they're in the country and they they just got to recycle these kids and they're using them to as pawns basically pairing them with 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 uh, clients of the smugglers but eventually these kids and these women they're being trafficked they're being sold on the path to the united states and we're just saying keep coming keep coming in and we're just so bad we're creating i mean it's it's so bad yeah. so bad okay so tell me this uh, story and you have to lay the parameters out uh because there's things we can't talk about yeah including the countries of destination and origin right which is unfortunate because the country of origin Kind of adds an extra layer of right, I know. trouble. Yeah, um, but go ahead, tell the but story. But we—it's—it's uh, it's a Latin American country, and this is happening. We have actually expanded our mission statement to include not only children but also women. Women are four times more likely to be trafficked, and with all these COVID shutdowns and lockdowns, I mean, we're having women who are being trafficked from Thailand into Africa, from Latin American countries into the Caribbean. So we're. This is kind of representative of a lot of places and a lot of things we're doing. But this story. Um, 10 women professionals yeah i mean these are one was a law enforcement officer believe it or not wow yeah um but the the more important fact 15 children amongst all of them they're trying to take care of their kids their country is in collapse and this woman shows up one day um this was probably about a year to a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. and says i can give you a job in a very high-end resort town island uh in the caribbean and it was a professional job these were all prof- very professional women and it was a professional job this person came into the country where nobody had a job right uh and said look i know you have to feed your family and we have a professional job and this woman looked professional and she had the pictures and the and it's a resort town that everyone's familiar with come on down and it's it's just a few hour flight from your home and so these women gave their children to grandma and grandpa aunts and uncles in some cases husbands and took off for a three-month journey to go make some money to, to save their families. And they get there, and they came at different times. Uh, they didn't all come together, but they, they land, and their passports are taken to process. Some are given drinks, but they all have one thing in common. They wake up in another country where they don't speak the language, uh, one of the most horrific, corrupt countries in the world. Bad. And wake up literally naked and raped immediately and told this is your new life you will you will work here and you will be a sex slave in, in, in essence they have these women glenn we because we, our, our guys were on the ground there and literally in a jail cell behind the brothel literally bar, bars that lock from the outside and our team got the the lead we we're actually looking for kids in this area and we got this lead that there's a bunch of these these women 
who don't speak the language, they don't want to be there. Our guys went in pretending to be clients. And the first time they went in, now, by the way, these women are praying women. Um, just They were just praying every night, God, send us anyone, someone, because there's no way out. What can they do? No passport, don't speak the language, no way to communicate with anybody. And this is their, this, they're stuck. Uh, our guys go in and start talking about doing a party at this brothel nightclub kind of place with the owners and they, they're buying it like, great, you know, one of the women's looks up and sees our guys who look, they look like sex tourists. You know, our guys are awesome undercover operators, but they sent something. It was a spiritual connection. Truly. We talked to them later and they said, we sent something about your guys. They're different. There's something different about them. So they wrote a little note. They got, they got together and one of the women wrote in her left hand uh, so that it couldn't be traced back just in case their spiritual right. hunch was wrong. Right. Wrote in their left hand, Ayuda nos por favor, help us please. And walked over to one of the operators who's actually here at the studio today and gave it to him. And he opened it, looked at it. He called me immediately uh, and said, you won't believe this. Like we've been made, but I think by the right people, <laughs> uh. they know who we are. And later they just said, there is just something about you guys. And again, it was the spiritual, spiritual thing. Yeah. So we were able to get in. Now this country, as you know, Glenn, because we've talked a lot about it. In fact, you've been there with <laughs> us. Um, very corrupt. Yes. It's very, very corrupt. Very and, corrupt. And we know this. And, and yeah. that's why people say, don't work in this country. Right. Because the, the, what are you the, do, the, the cops will turn them? on you. Right. You leave them? That's, the, that's We had no yeah. choice. Right. So we literally go into this place. The cops are like ready to go. Warrant signed. It looks legitimate. They get into the place to get the girls out and the cops start taking money from the traffickers right in front of our guys. And we get the girls out immediately. We have this plan ready to go in case this happened. Our guys are literally at this point being chased by cops, cops and traffickers running with these 10 girls from safe house to safe house. We had it all planned out and layered. So we had another law enforcement agency who we didn't tell about the operation in the same country, knowing that we have them probably for about 10 to 12 hours before they figure out how to leverage the whole situation and their benefit. Um, but we got them, we got them, they were clean for the time we needed them to be clean and they helped us get the passports, but we're running around. It's the, the whole thing was filmed and it's being produced into a documentary. that's going to come out hopefully by next year. That is crazy. Um, it, we have some, uh, we have some footage of, I don't know if we've been playing it here. Um, this is the after, uh, the rescue footage. Um, uh, where you guys, I think this is when you guys are, you know, trying to. Uh... Yeah, you just saw Tony Robbins jet there. So the story, the story gets crazy. <laughs> we we basically we get help from the UN in a neighboring country that gives them temporary visas to get over, and they're literally hiding for seven weeks in another country. But it's close enough to the trafficker country to where they can't come out. So they're in hiding for seven weeks. And, and what do we do? Uh, we can't take them through a commercial airliner or airport because right. we think th there's traffickers everywhere looking for these girls. This is a ton of money they're losing. And they're not, they're not arrested because they just paid the, the cops off. Right. So this is extremely dangerous. We generally don't work this way. We generally, yeah, but yeah, when, yeah. when you get work a lead, with. what do you do? You're not going to get them out? Yeah. Um, so uh, I called Tony Robbins. <laughs> I said, Tony, I got to get these girls out of this country and uh, I can't take him through a through a public uh, airport. He says, no problem. My, I didn't even bat an eye. I'm sending my 737 down right now to pick him up. Just like that. 
Um, and then we had the problem of, well, where are they going to go? They can't go back to their home country. You know where that place is. Mm-hmm. They can't go back there. No. Uh, the traffickers got them from there. They know where their houses are, their homes are. Um, luckily, we had super tight connections with the White House at the time. Again, just like Tony, one phone call to the White House. We need visas. This never happens. That's not, they're not going to give us visas. There's no nexus direct to the United States. Right. There's no, instantly, no, no problem. You're gonna, you'll have them as soon as we can print them out. Got visas for them and and got them back to, to to the United States. And they the White House didn't publicize this, by the way, at all. It was right in the middle of an election year and based on the country it was. And I mean, it would have been a great political. It would have been a <laughs> massive, massive story and massive story um, that could have played on so many different angles. Yep. And it's one of the reasons, again, why uh, my thoughts of Donald Trump and his family have just changed so deeply. He did not exploit it. He no. didn't. He, and he, quite honestly, he should have. But he didn't. We didn't even ask them not to. We were just hoping they wouldn't because we don't want this. You know, right. we would have had to have a discussion about, no, you can't do it. Right. Didn't even ask. Didn't even ask. But said we, we do request that they come and get an official welcome at the White House. Unbelievable. So they, the, Tony's plane takes him to D.C., they they get they get taken to the White House and they're told welcome to the United States and not a peep not a camera in the place. Unbelievable. No one knew. Unbelievable. And the other stop, Tony requested, please come to my house. I want their first day of freedom to be at my house, which is this beautiful yeah. mansion on the ocean. Yeah. And that was literally their first steps on American soil were because they went from the tarmac to a bus. Their first step was Tony's house, and. Oh my, it just tears everywhere. Tony and Sage just showering them with prayers and gifts. And Those people are amazing. Unbelievable people. Yeah, really, truly yeah. amazing. Yes. Really, um, you know, you can think what you want about Tony Robbins, but until you've met him, you, I mean, it's easy to think that's just, that's just a, you know, he's just doing this. He he is one of the most, gen- and his wife is amazing. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. Really genuine. Really Unbelievably genuine. genuine. Even better than you see them on stage. I mean, oh yeah, the cameras on off the same people no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly the same. Um, all right, so uh, when we come back, I I I want to find out what happened to the families, uh, how the reuniting is happening, and what is going on. You know, any other details? We'll get that in sixty seconds. Stand by. And we're also going to talk about. Uh, uh, Operation uh, Sage Prayer Trafficking at the Southern Border. We'll give you some information on that as well here in just a couple of minutes. Stand by. First, our sponsor this half hour is Real Estate Agents I Trust. Real Estate Agents I Trust is a free service to you. When you are buying or selling a house, you need to have somebody who is at the top of the game that has a number of people looking at their website already. So they don't have to market your house. They're already marketing so many houses that the people are naturally there when your house comes up on the market. Somebody that can get you top dollar for your house and do it quickly, efficiently and uh, and and easy. So, there's, you know, there's no all this red tape that it takes. They can really help you navigate through all of that. And on the other end, make sure that you get the right house um, and hopefully without a bidding war. But if you are in a bidding war. They know how to win. Real estate agents I trust.com. 
Find the real estate agent, whether you're buying or selling, uh, and you're doing it in two different places. We can get you two different real estate agents. Free service to you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Ten seconds, station ID. Can you imagine being... uh, a, a normal mom, then the next, what, how long did it take? A week, a day? Oh, day, a couple days. A couple days. You're a sex slave. You're behind bars. You're raped how many times a day? Oh, multiple, five to ten at least. Five to ten, five to ten times a day. You have absolutely no hope of getting out. No hope. No hope. And then a day later, you're at Tony Robbins' house. And then you're flown to the White House and you meet the president of the United States. It's got to be, I mean, mentally, that has to be just gymnastics that could screw you up for a long, 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 long time. Yeah, it was, I was with them during that transport and we were very clear with the aftercare partners, like, look, this is not normal. This is not any of our lives, but God is blessing you right now. and, And they recognize that. Uh, very mature women who understood. Uh, I mean, I remember one just saying, "I haven't seen my child in four years." They all went in different times, so it'd been, you know, for some six months, for some a year, some up to four years. Oh my gosh! Not, without seeing their babies. Oh my gosh! She's, he, he was four. Now he's eight, and and you know, I just want to tell him I'm okay. They don't even know where their, their kids don't even know where mom went. She went to get a job and disappeared. So what did what have they all been reunited or? Because it's a S- dicey situation. Yeah. So they're all. Unbelievable partners on the ground. There's a university that I'm, I'm not supposed to name, yeah, yeah. but uh, that took them in and put them all, gave them scholarships. So they're, they're they've been students. In fact, t- um, several of them just graduated. United States in the U.S. They're okay. all in the U.S. Yeah, okay. in, in, in different places in the U.S. Um, they are studying. They are in regular contact with their families. But the way our stupid immigration policy is if they go home to see their babies they lose the opportunity to maintain their visas and get the asylum visa and mm. everything else so it's just zoom calls but um we're supporting their families so you are supporting their aftercare and their families and we're working on visas right now to bring them all home we're actually going to bring the kids up to the united states to to, to live here and you imagine and here you imagine i mean you, you four years without seeing your child yeah and this is happening everywhere. This story is not unique. We, we've repatriated over 300 women from the Middle East into, back into Africa, where they're being, same things happen. They're being lured into Lebanon, into Oman, uh, and other, into other, in Kuwait. And they're told, you're going to have a scholarship and be a student. And they're forced into domestic servitude and sex slavery. I mean, it's, it's happening everywhere. It's, it's, it's just, and we're not talking about it, you know? So tell me what what we're, what are we doing um, with OUR and the Nazarene Fund? What are we doing on the border? That would be OUR, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we have uh, partners. If you remember, we talked last time this the last time there was a surge, and we have partners on the ground who are doing amazing. We went work. to Mexico City together, I think, around that time, right? Re- correct. Yeah. yeah, and some really good, strong Mexican politicians. And we're working with them because they recognize the same. They recognize the problem as well. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is our policies. They won't change. Trump tried to change them. He did everything he could to change the policies, which basically the solutions 
pretty simple. You just say, no more using kids as pawns. You can't bring a child across and think you're going to get in. No, <laughs> no. I just saw, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kamala just said that, that it's a... Uh, it's tornadoes and floods and uh, and corruption that is the cause of. I've heard all that. Of this. I've heard that theory as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What well, the problem is, and when we we tell them, "Come on up, bring a kid, and you get free passage." These kids are getting kidnapped through Central America, and being trafficked, used as pawns. What we have to do is just say, "You can apply." I'm for. I'm. I'm. I'm very pro immigration. I have two children who are immigrants. Right. Very pro immigration. But apply do it, at home. Apply at home, and we have to make it easy to apply at home. Now you've you've taken the incentive away from the traffickers and the smugglers to use children to kidnap children, and you're saving lives. And the uh, people don't understand the the cartels are either about to or are making more money through this now on our border than they are on drugs. Hundred percent. Yeah. That is insane. They love our U.S. policy. They love our policies. Our policies are making them rich. And, I mean, they get thousands of dollars per client. And, by the way, if you can't pay, they say, come on the bus anyway. We'll take care of you. Then they sell you on the way. We were down on the border interviewing these women. Like, I was raped every day. I just prayed to God they didn't take my 12-year-old and rape her, too. That's how I pay, paid my passage. They didn't tell me that's how I was going to make up the, the difference. But that's what they did. They traffic you along the way. I mean, it's, oh my and it was the majority of the women we interviewed said that was their story. And they said, and they gave me this kid when I got here and said, pretend it's your son. And then they say, call the number, they pick the kid up and I'm in the country. I mean, we're, I mean, just one after the next, as we interviewed them coming across the border. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, the Nazarene fund.org. We do uh, work overseas uh, for religious persecuted slaves. Uh, and our.org does slave trafficking everywhere in the world this is a huge deal we could use your support please make a generous donation at uh our.org our rescue rescue.org uh, or the nazarene fund.org either yep. one thank you very much <laughs> uh back in just a minute this is the glenn Beck program so yvonne and her husband live in california yeah i know Pain already, right? Um, but they have a lifetime's worth of aches and pains. Yvonne and her husband were not immune as they started getting older, and the pain started slowing them down bit by bit, day by day. They were less and less able to get around and live the active lifestyle they always wanted. Uh, I mean, that's one of the reasons why you would live in California, isn't it? They tried everything, absolutely everything. Fortunately, they listened to my program. They heard me talking about Relief Factor and how it had helped me get my life back. They were desperate, but they gave it a chance. They heard me say, look, you're going to know in the first three weeks. Try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work for you in three weeks, it's not going to work for you. Well, they tried it, and it works. They found freedom, a life without all those aches and pains. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Try it for three weeks. It's Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com or call them at 800-583-84. Get the three-week quick start for only $19.95 and try it. ReliefFactor.com. Back to back tonight, Stu Does America and Glenn TV. Subscribe for free on our YouTube channels, Blaze TV and Stu Does America on YouTube. Starting tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. 
This is the Glenn Beck program. We are joined today uh, by uh, Tim Ballard. He is the CEO of the Nazarene Fund uh, and also the founder of Operation Underground Railroad. Um, both of those organizations could use your support. Ourrescue.org and the Nazarenefund.org. Tim joins us uh, for just a few more minutes. I, I, I wanted to talk to you some more about the the border and and how bad it is when we went into the break we were talking about how much money the cartels are making every single day on our our new border policy yep 14 about 14 million dollars a day is what these cartels are, are making they're they're leaving drugs and going into this it's it's so lucrative and we're we're creating it how many cartels, I mean, tell me about the cartels that you know of down there. I mean, who, you know, you say cartels and you, you know, you might think of an old movie or whatever. What are these people actually like and, that are down at the border helping? Oh, they're thugs. They're raping women. They're selling them on, on their journey from Nicaragua to, to Texas, right? Uh, they are... They're doing. They're, they were in the drug business. They were in the. They're, they're they're criminals. They're thugs. They're murderers, and they're businessmen. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Are they still? Uh, if you don't pay, uh, don't worry. We will. We will contact you. You make sure you tell us where you end up in the United States. And so, I heard this about. Uh, well, it's probably under Obama, that the cartels were helping smuggle people in. And if you couldn't pay the full amount, you had to work for them. And you're just going to have to do us a favor. That's right. Yeah. So those sometimes, if they can't get it out of them through selling their bodies on the, on, on the path to the United States, they'll get them in and then they'll hold them. We've worked several cases like this. They'll hold them. They'll use them. And they'll extort as well. Like call the family. Hey, your, 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 your wife and children are in our custody and they're tied up and they're not getting out unless you figure out a way to pay us. So that's that's happening on, on this side of the border, on the U.S. side. I read a quote from Abraham Lincoln on the air today about what he said uh, in 1860. And he said, look, um, this is really clear. I'm wildly para para uh, paraphrasing, but it's crystal clear what's going on here. You had a lot of good people in the South that would never turn against their country. But it has been three decades of real evil twisting and turning everything and turning those good people into people who are now standing thinking they're right standing for things that are absolutely immoral and wrong and they're turning against their own country and i read that and i and i thought that that's what's happening here we have had these marxist revolutionaries and these people in our i just saw a story from 1980 six or 18 uh, 1989 in the new york times where it said uh our universities are almost now completely marxist and it was showing the problem back then but they had just gotten in and they had kind of laid you know kind of in wait until they had the whole thing and they were just starting in the 1980s and now we have now we have this <laughs> and everything has been twisted upside down and I'd like to give people the benefit of the doubt, but I can't I can't fathom any logical person 
who's in the Biden administration. And don't answer this if you if you don't want to get involved in that. But I can't imagine any reason that you could actually look at what the results were under Trump and then making the change and seeing this chaos and then coming out on the other side and going, yep, we we're doing the right thing. (laughs) Yeah, there's I mean. Besides evil, what did I tell you when we first when you first told me about O.U.R. and you said, I need your help. And I said, yes. Do you remember what I said in the elevator? Yes. Because you had your attorney saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. This is crazy. And um, you said, amongst other things, that uh, there is, well, one thing I remember is you you said you won't meet, you, 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 you will not meet your maker and tell him I did nothing. Yeah. And there's nothing the Lord would have us do yes and there is nothing (laughs) there is nothing because i came back to you and said my attorney keeps telling me that we could just be torn apart for this because you don't know something could happen whatever and now you're involved you've got cartels you got you know all these all these bad people coming up against you there's no way to win on that and i said if this is true and honest, there is nothing that you can do that will get more divine providence and more protection than saving children. And then I came to you and said, you got to make sure this is absolutely pure, because if it's not, there is nothing we will suffer through eternity on more than using children you know being being untrue with rescuing children and so you and i have had this and both organizations are really crystal clear everybody is really crystal clear do something corrupt yeah whatever oh i'm gonna go to prison for the rest of my life no you're going to answer eternally forever if you do something against children what is happening on our border and is happening right now, and we are using it for politics, the eternal consequences are enormous. Enormous. Uh, One last question, because you were in law enforcement. You were in Department of Homeland Security. How are we going to retain our trust and... How how are we doing there? Do you think our justice department? I think it's. Uh, I, I think politics is seeping into everything now. Um, it's it's hard to trust the very organizations I used to work with and for. <laughs> sometimes um, it's 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 scary because truth is becoming relative, right? And and it's I, I see it seeping into to everything. The people need to rise up. I believe in democracy. I believe in a Republican form of government. If people rise up for truth and keep fighting like you are and others, I, I hope it can influence the entire governmental system to where we maintain the integrity of, of our institutions and our law enforcement. What these people are running from and coming across our border is what we're becoming. They're, they're, they're running from no real justice because you can pay somebody off. 
oh, I've got a jail cell with eight women in it. Uh, the cops will come. Well, he's got more money than you have. So I'm going to now say you're the bad guy. I mean, that that's why people came here is you have a chance of justice. And if we pervert that justice. There won't be people clamoring. They don't, they're not coming for money. They are coming for a fair shake at life. And I feel like we're just I'm glad you're around, Tim. Honestly, I'm glad you're around. You give me hope and faith that there are really good, decent people who are working every day to just do something that is right. Thank, thank you for you. that. Thank you, Glenn. I think, well, you're the co-founder of both those organizations, yeah. so thank you. <laughs> um, here's, here's what I would like you to do. Uh, if you would like to get involved, again, there is nothing that will help you more than helping rescue children. Nothing. Nothing. Divine providence doors will open. It will be truly a miracle in your life. There is get out of yourself. Get out of your own trouble. Stop concentrating on these things. Turn your face back to God and he will heal us. But we have to be actively engaged in good works. And this is the best work I can think of. If you'd like to be involved, go to OurRescue.org, OurRescue.org, or the TheNazarenefund.org. Good to see you. You too, Glenn. Thank, Thank you. you. Our sponsor this half hour is Goldline. So I was just talking this morning uh, when we first came in. I asked uh, Stu if he knew who Sam Zell was, and Sam Zell has been this uh, you know, Chicago billionaire who has been making fun of people buying gold forever, forever. Uh, I mean, that's kind of how he made his money. He's like, why would you buy gold? He's just come out and said, uh, I feel funny because I've spent my career talking about why would you want to own gold? But when I see the debasement of our currency, what are you going to hold on to? He's so worried about the debasement of our currency that, the dollar is just going to be worthless that he is not holding on to things that he is his whole life said, this is what you got to do. He's now saying gold. Now it's not a difficult process. Please do not buy paper gold. Please don't do that. Gold line has made it really easy to get started. Find out how to use funds from a qualified retirement account to protect your portfolio with physical precious metals. Your other things are going to be cashed out in, in dollars. Good luck with that. Gold remains due to the overwhelming uh, popularity. Goldline is extending its 6% free metals promotion bonus for self-directed IRA acquisitions this week. But you have to call them, find out how to get started, uh, protect yourself from uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, temporary? Uh, no, uh, it's a tertiary, oh, but it's not no, that no, either. No, it's um, uh, a transition. Uh, Transitory, transitory hyperinflation. Gotta write this down. That's what we learned yesterday from Bank of America. Uh, you protect yourself from that. And the best way to do it is Goldline, 1 866 Goldline, 1 866 Goldline, or Goldline.com. I gotta tell you, I love this story about 50 Cent. He is uh, moving out of New York. He's living in Houston now, he's moved to Texas. I, I, mainly, I love the story because it talks about Mr. Cent. Mr. Scent said, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, 
I don't think Fifth Fitty Fitty is mm-hmm. his first name and <laughs> Cent is his last name. Really? But yeah, I don't think so. Mm. Uh, anyway, um, he is moving out because he said, I, I can't take the taxes anymore. He's already paying 52% in taxes between... You can't charge 50 cent over 50 cent I know. on each dollar. Uh, he said with Biden, they, they want to take 62%. 62 cent? Yeah, 62 cent. And uh, Mr. <laughs> 60... Mr. Yes. Two, he should just keep. I don't. He should just change his name to his tax rate. Yeah, all the right, time, no matter right, where he goes. Right. Uh, so he is moving. Uh, he's not the only one. Uh, you've got uh, Joe Rogan moving in. Leon Cooperman, Carl Icahn has moved to Florida. Uh, Elon Musk is he living here now? Is he? I don't know if he's living here. I know he was moving. He was moving a bunch of his business interests as he should. As he should. Yeah. Um, do you think? It, let me ask you this. You think Elon Musk is going to be funny on Saturday Night Live? No, with a caveat. No, with a caveat. Okay, what's the caveat? Uh, The caveat is don't walk into a room where everybody is writing your comedy and they all hate you. (laughs) I mean, they suck at comedy as it is. Yeah. But if they hate you, they can make you look really bad and stupid. If they're writing for people they like on other weeks, maybe this is the right way to go. It might be. We hate him so much. Wouldn't it be funny if it was like the funniest Saturday Night Live since Belushi? Because some of those episodes with non-actors, non-comedians are really funny. Uh, You know, some of the sports celebrities have done it over the years. If anyone could pull it off, he could. Yeah, he's not he's not an electric personality, though. Like, if you've ever heard him be interviewed, he's I mean, he's an interesting guy, but he's. It's all, yeah, he doesn't it's care. Kind of a, yeah, he doesn't care. And that's that's what you kind of like about him. Yeah. Somehow he's been made into this conservative icon. This guy who is who is literally building spaceships to escape global warming is a conservative right. now. <laughs> I, I like that's I how far we've gone. I know. I know. I was talking um, on Saturday Night Live. I was talking to uh, uh, Jack Helmuth, our, our friend from back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, former uh, formerly worked on Blaze TV. He does a podcast now called Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. Their friend Brian Sack from, oh, yeah. uh, from the day. It's great, really funny podcast. Yeah, um, but he was on to talk about. He used to work at Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. like in between, like late '90s into 2000. And Letterman. And, and right, and his so, stories turn your hair white. Yeah, he's got some great yeah. ones. So he said that when they kind of were like reworking the show a little bit, they brought a couple of veteran writers in from Letterman towards the end of his tenure there. And when you turn in scripts, there's no names on them, so no one knows who wrote the scripts. Mm-hmm. And he said that the two, he talked to the two Letterman writers who were veteran co- comedy writers. And he said, you couldn't, you couldn't tell if it was a person writing it was black or white. You couldn't tell if the person writing it was uh, male or female, uh, you know, conservative, liberal, couldn't, couldn't tell any of that from, from what was written. What you could tell was the age. He said they could always tell mm. if a person was above 28 years old or below 28 years old mm-hmm. because people who were older than 28 years old were trying to make the scripts, you know, funny <laughs> and people <laughs> under 28 years old were trying to make their social justice points. Isn't that amazing? Or whatever the equivalent of social justice was back in 2000. Probably still social justice. It's yeah. certainly been around a lot longer than that. But I mean, just to be able to pick that up from just reading the scripts because the priority of a comedy writer from back in the day was comedy. And that has changed. Wait, you remember what our slogan, my slogan for years, mm-hmm. for probably two or three decades, uh, was what? You don't cut funny. Don't cut funny. Mm-hmm. 
if it's funny, if it makes people laugh, don't cut it. Doesn't matter if it agrees with everyone's po- po- point, yeah, of view, point of view. Doesn't matter if it's you know you're a conservative and you know it's a joke you know against a conservative. If it's funny, yeah, it's funny. Don't cut funny. You you can't do that as comedy writers now. No, and that's cut why funny. it all sucks. That's yeah, why it all sucks. All of it sucks. All of it sucks. This is the Glenn Beck program.